The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Grateful, will you give the Lord a loud shout of praise? Help me high five your neighbor and then you can be seated in God's presence this morning. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. Hallelujah. With, With no, no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak to you, and as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies, a hundred billion galaxies were born in the vapor of your breath. In the vapor of your breath, the planets were. Oh yeah! If the stars were meant to worship, so so will I. I can see. I can see your heart in everything you made. Every burning star, every burning star, a signal fire. Yeah, yeah. And as you speak, and as you speak, 
so I can find well, you my lost your life so I can find it. salvation, our God of redemption, our God of deliverance, our God of healing, our God of provision. We've come to worship you today. We've come to sing your praises. If nature sings your praises, if creation sings your praises, if common rocks sing your praises, the wind sings your praises, the oceans sing your praises. If the mountains sing your praises, so will I. Particularly when I think of what you have done and who you are. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. 
If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. And if the oceans roll your greatness, so will I. So will I, oh Jesus. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. And if the song of all our praises still falls shy, and we'll sing again a hundred billion times. worship you Jesus we give you the praise we give you the glory come on somebody lift your hands where you are and just bless God if you are grateful for redemption if you are grateful for resurrection give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise if you will not be outdone by the rock if you will not be outdone by the wind rise up for the reading of God's word. Minister Diego is in the house. Can we put our hands together for her? You're welcome. Thank you, H.O.P. God bless you. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. This morning I decided I'm going to stop asking where's your Bible, although I'm asking where's your Bible by announcing that I'm deciding where's your Bible. You know, a time comes as a father or as a teacher or as an instructor, you stop talking to some students. They don't want to listen. What can you do? So, for the last time, in a long time, learn to read your Bible. In church, and bless God beyond church. Mark chapter 6 from verse 14. I want to read you just follow me again now king herod heard of him for his name had become well known he heard of jesus and he said herod said john the baptist is risen from the dead and therefore these powers are at work in him even Herod, as unbelieving as he was, realized that there's supernatural power in resurrection. Of course, he was just misguided. Verse 15, others said it is Elijah. And others said it is the prophets, or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when Herod heard, he said, no, this is John, whom I beheaded. He has been raised from the dead. Verse 17. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John and bound him in prison 
for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Because John had said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to take your brother's wife. Verse 19, therefore Herodias held it against him, held it against John, and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and Herod protected him. And when Herod had him, he did many things, and he had him gladly. Verse 21, then an opportune day came when Herod on his birthday, an anniversary celebration, he gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias' daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want. Anything, ask me whatever you want and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you. But it's just a natural man, so he put a caveat there, up to half of my kingdom. I can't give you everything, I'm not God. <laughs> Verse 24, so she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask? Immediately, what shall I ask? And the mother said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately, she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Verse 26, the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not refuse her. Amazing. Immediately, the king sent an executioner and commanded John's head be brought. That's all he had to do. And the executioner went and beheaded John in prison. Verse 28, they brought his head on a platter and they gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and they took away John's corpse and they laid it in the tomb. Father, we thank you for the blessing on the reading of your word. Again, as we speak this morning, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Let our hearts be set on fire for you. Amen. Let your word be sown in the soil of our hearts. Amen. And let it bring forth more truth in our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Help me high-five your neighbor again and say, Happy Easter. Happy Easter, and you can be seated in God's presence. I want to give you a key of life this morning, and I'm going to weave this into some of the thoughts we've been sharing in recent weeks, particularly what we talked about last Sunday, that our faith, the Christian faith, is a faith of contradictions. And the earlier you learn to live with your contradictions and overcome them, 
the better for you because those contradictions, for the most part, are not going to go away. All you have to do is to learn to overcome them. And this is the key I want to give you this morning. Take advantage of your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God. Learn to take advantage of it and learn to use it for your benefit. That's the summary of what I take from that text we read. This little girl, or particularly her mother, really, it wasn't the daughter. She knew she had a relationship with the king. She wanted somebody dead. She knew she had a relationship with the king. You know, sometimes you read some stories in the Bible, you wonder why they put them there. And obviously, God is not like Herod. Herod was a wicked king. God is a just God. But then they put these stories here to communicate something to us. And I think it's things like this they are communicating to us. I want to kill this man, but I do have kill, but I have somebody that can kill him just at a word. So she waited for the right opportunity. And simply because of the way the daughter entertained the king, he was just amazed. Praise God. Some of us parents, we've gotten the report cards of our children after the term, and some of them did very well, and you are ready to do things for them. That, that's what she was doing. And the king, out of excitement, said, I will give you anything you ask. And she asked for something which he wasn't expecting, but just because he's a king, and he has given his word, and there are people that had even though he didn't feel like doing it, and even though it was wrong, and if, I mean, he obliged her. I think many Christians don't know how to take advantage of their relationship with God. Maybe not many, maybe some. But my message to every individual here, to what degree are you taking advantage of this relationship that Jesus died to bring you into? We said a few weeks ago in the midweek service, we are heirs of God. Jesus made a way for us to be heirs. To what extent are you taking advantage of it? There's a similar parable Jesus told. This one wasn't a parable. This is a real story. There was another parable he told in Luke chapter 18. We're going to look into that more tomorrow morning. We're having a special on-site prayer meeting tomorrow morning. I want to encourage everyone to join us 7.30 in the morning till about 8.39. It's a public holiday, so as long as you can get up early and make your way down here, we'll be praying. There'll be no online session or we'll audio live stream the prayer from here. Luke 18, Jesus told the story of this widow that wanted to get justice and there was a wicked judge in her city. Again, God is not a wicked judge. God is far better than a wicked judge. But the Bible told us that even though this lady had a wicked judge, because she still had a judge, she took advantage of it to get vengeance. And the Bible was telling us in Luke 18 that people should pray and not to faint. See, these are the ways you take advantage of your relationship with God. In the place of prayer, and you pray that prayer knowing that you don't have a wicked judge, you have a just God. In the place of worship, like we want to do today. That's what that girl did. She pleased him. Our worship pleases God. You know you have a relationship with God. You have now come to believe that Jesus has died for you. He has made you an heir. 
The guy said, I will give you half of my kingdom. God didn't give us half of his kingdom. God gave us everything. Hallelujah. Gave us everything. Why is my life like this? I mean, look, look at this statement Jesus made. And please listen or assess yourself whether it applies to you. Luke 16 verse 8. The master commended the unjusty word. Unjust a word. Herod was an unjust king. That his wife was an unjust woman. There was an unjust judge in Luke 18. But God commended this an unjust word that was stealing his master money. But God commended him because he dealt shrewdly. And this is the statement he made. For the sons of this world, the Herodiasis of this world, the 4190 words of this world. They are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. They know how to take advantage of what's available to them than the children of God. Wicked woman wanted to kill somebody. But because of her relationship with the king, she took advantage of it to cut off somebody's head. Why can't you and I, that are sons and daughters of God, take advantage of our relationship with God? Not to cut somebody's head off. I'm sure you know that one. I don't have to preach that message to you. To move your life forward, to move your family forward, to walk in the fullness of your inheritance. Because God didn't give you half, God gave me all. Can I hear loud amen? amen? Take advantage. Glory be to God. That's what we've come to do here this morning. We've come to worship the King. That's all we want to do this Easter Sunday morning. As we remember all that he did for us, as we remember who he is to us, as we remember all that he has now made us to become in Christ. And we've been talking about this since Friday. If you came for the drama production on Friday, there is hope for every one of us. Take advantage of that. Now, back to the contradictions and oxymorons that we face. Don't be that guy that because of the challenges you are going through, you can't praise God to the point where he is pleased. Like that girl danced to the point where Herod was pleased. Because I see that a lot. Because I'm telling you, some of these things that are depressing you, that don't want you to praise God, they are going to be there forever. God uses contradictions. What you have to be like Apostle Paul, is to receive the grace of God in your prison. Hallelujah. And still praise God or write Bible, if you are Paul, inside your prison. Because you are the one God has chosen to write the Bible. And he chose you because they imprisoned you. And God will tell you, I'm not going to take away the thorn in the flesh. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you grace. Or I'm going to give you opportunities. So, Push your darkness and your challenges and your issues aside. Glory be to God. And in the midst of where you are, remind yourself what Jesus has done for you and worship him. There is nobody that can worship God. Particularly as a lifestyle and your life will remain the same. And we don't even have to start debating that. Glory be to God. You can't live as a true worshiper of the king and it won't touch your life 
or change your life. Because the truth is, he has already touched your life, and he has already changed your life. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. You can't be prayerful, truly prayerful. We're going to deal with that again tomorrow morning. I'm just teasing somebody, maybe encouraging someone that should take advantage of the opportunity we have to pray. You can't truly be a prayerful person and your life remains the same. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. So we have come into this relationship with God. And God, even though he has made us sons and daughters and heirs of his kingdom, has somehow chosen to still leave the contradictions all around us. Our country is still undeveloped. You may still not have a job. You may be imprisoned in a sick body. Your marriage may be upside down. Your career may not have moved forward. Sometimes God will just allow those things to be there. Hallelujah. In spite of those contradictions, what you need to learn to do, somebody say, my ears are opened. And I am hearing. And I am understanding. And I am choosing to do. See, that song we just sang, so will I. Will is the most powerful word in that line. Will. It's a will thing. We are not going to force you to pray. We are not going to force you to worship. You will do it. And sometimes that's what God looks for, that willingness. In, in, in fact, looking at Herod, sometimes that's what pleases the king. He didn't expect that girl to praise him that way. That's before he knew it, he had given her that promise. Sometimes that's how it is. Ah, you mean Paul? In the midst of this prison, you are still rejoicing. That's sometimes that's what God looks for. So in the midst of all our contradictions, let us praise him. Let us worship him. Worship that pleases him. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And I tell you, you can't live life that way. And God will not make you victorious over your contradictions. Praise the Lord. Somebody ready to worship God today? We have an amazing worship leader in our midst. All she can do is to open the door for you. You are the one that has to step in and worship. You know, some people are anointed to do these things, like our own ministries and things like that. When they just start singing, the atmosphere begins to shift. Glory be to God. Are you ready, man? All right, let's rise on our feet, everyone. Leave those hands to heaven. Well, Minister Dieko and Atul comes. Lift your hands. Magnify the king this morning. Make up your mind that, like Herod's daughter, the kind of worship I'm going to give my own king this morning. <laughs> God is going to be so pleased. Oh, I know God is pleased that I'm his child. We are not debunking that. We are, not, we are talking about you doing something just like your child. You know, you, you love your child whether your child gets an A or gets a D. You still love your child. But there's that extra layer of pleasure that comes when your child excels in what they are doing. The same way. Glory be to God. When we worship God right, there's that extra layer of pleasure. And it ushers us into manifestations of the things that are already ours. Come on, leave those hands. Give him praise. Give him praise. I'm going to turn over the meeting to Minister Diaco in a moment. But you leave those hands. I didn't ask you to watch. Begin to bless God right where you are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. 
first bank bus stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640. 